0: You're getting quiet on me already. (laughs) We're going to have to break that cycle of just receiving, gathering information. Listen, the Dead Sea is dead because there's no outflow. It's dead because whatever goes into it can't get out of it. Think about that for a second. If whatever is flowing into you as a Christian or as an individual receiving and nothing ever flows out of you, how can things flow out of me when I praise God things flow out of me? When I open my mouth and I lift my voice and says, Jesus, I give you honor, things flow out of me. When I begin to just adore him and magnify him and praise him, things begin to flow out of me. When I tell somebody that God is good, he's wonderful, and he's amazing, things begin to flow out of me. But if I never do any of that, I'm dead. Turn your Bibles with me to Second Kings. Second Kings chapter one. We'll read verses one through six. Then we'll read verses sixteen and seventeen. So second Kings chapter one. Second Kings chapter one. Did that say first Kings? Second Kings chapter one. Amen. Get ready. If you feel like praising him, don't let anything stop you. If you feel like just giving him a shout, don't let anything stop you. God has been too good for you to let anything put a hindrance on you. Don't let, not even you, not your feelings, not your emotions, let nothing stop you from expressing your sincere gratitude unto the Lord. Because God is good. Second Kings chapter one, amen. If you will stand with me for the reading of the word of God, I will really appreciate that. It is our custom to stand on the opening text. Brother Chester Wright, he says, if you're going to stand at the beginning, then you got to stand every time we read it. So I'll tell you, the custom is just stand the first time we read. Then all the other times you don't have to stand. It's a custom. It's not Bible to stand. It's a custom. Second Kings chapter one, verse number one says, "Then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab, and Ahaziah fell down through a lattice." in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Baal-zebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and say unto them, Is it not because there is not a God in Israel that you go to inquire of Baal-zebub, the god of Ekron? Now therefore thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. And Elijah departed. And when the messengers turned back unto him, he said unto them, Why are you, or why are ye now turned back? Question. And they said unto him, There came a man up to meet us, and said unto us, Go. Turn again unto the king that sent you, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Is it not because there is not a God in Israel that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? Therefore thou shalt not come down from thy bed, on that on which that art gone up, but shalt surely die. Second Kings, same chapter 1, let's jump down to verse 16. And he, said unto the, and he said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, For as much as thou hast sent messengers to inquire of Baal-zebub, the god of Ekron, is it not because there is no god in Israel to inquire of this word? Therefore thou shalt not come down off that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. So he died according to the word of the Lord, which Elijah had spoken. And and Jehoram reigned in his stead in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, because he had no son. I want to speak to you on this topic today. Is there, or should I say, is it, Because there is no God. Is it because there is no God? Is it because there is no God? Is it because there is no God? Oh my God, I can't tell you how much this thing is in my spirit. Is it because there is no God? You may be seated. When I read this and I went through it over and over and I just kept reading, and I saw the same phrase mentioned three times in the short text. The same phrase was mentioned three times in the short phrase just referring to, is it because there is no God? And before I go any further, I want you to ask yourself that, because I believe what the Lord wants to say to us clearly, clearly today. The things that you're doing, your behavior and how you conduct yourself, are you doing it because there is no God? Are you doing what you do because there is no God? Are you living the way you're living because there is no God? How are you living? Is it because there is no God? That was a question God had. It wasn't a question that man had. God told Elijah to go ask the wicked king, Isaiah. Is it because there is no God why you're going to seek after answers from false gods? Is that what it is? The name Ahaziah means Jehovah sustains. Can you imagine have a name that means Jehovah sustains? sustains, God sustains, and you decide to let something else sustain you? The scripture says this king, he took over for his dad, his dad was Ahab, and he died, and so Ahaziah became king, and he was reigning. And He was king over Israel. And understand this about Israel. Israel is a God-fearing country. Their kings are supposed to be God-fearing kings. Whatever they do is supposed to be according to the word of God. So when they elect a king and when they have a king reigning over them, that king is supposed to conduct the reign in a godly way. The things that he does and how he leads them and how he rules over them is supposed to be in a godly manner and not in a worldly manner. And so when they elect the king, that king is supposed to always look to the almighty God to say, Here is what the Lord says. And he rules that country the way the Lord will have him to do it. And that's what the king's responsibility was supposed to be. And so now here you have this man of God that is supposed to be a man of God that is king over Israel. And he begins to do his own thing. The scripture says he fell through a lattice, which is like a screen in a window. So the window was open. He probably didn't recognize, you know, that the, the, the screen was soft and, it, it, you know, couldn't hold him in. And he just fell through and he fell. And the Bible says, and he fell and became sick as well. Let me tell you something. Life is fragile. We're living life like life is just all good and no problems and we're all good. But life is fragile. One minute everything is all good and next minute is pandemonium. Next minute is turmoil. Next minute you find yourself in a situation that is detrimental. One minute all good. Next minute you're crying. You're in distress because things have gone wrong. And I'm telling you, God is asking us this morning, is it because there is no God while you're distressed? Is it because there's no God while you're making the decisions that you're making? Is it because there's no God? And so we have to be careful about this fragile life that we live. I wonder if Ahaziah was doing doing right by God, he would have fell out the window and became sick. It's one thing to fall out the window. It's the next thing to fall out and then became sick. I wonder if he was just doing what God had called him to do. I wonder if he was living in the way God wanted him to live. If when he fell out of the window, he would have became sick. Or would he have even fell out of the window if he was doing what God wanted him to do? We got to ask ourselves those things. As we deal with life and decisions that we have to make, we have to ask ourselves, am I following God? I wonder if I'm doing what God wanted me to do. Would I have this situation going on in my life? Would I have to deal with this thing and that thing if I was really doing what God wanted me to do? Would I? I wonder. Ahaziah, before he died, he wondered. Because... He got sick, and as soon as he got sick, he decided, let me inquire to see if I'm going to die. I wonder if some of the things that are happening in our life, if they would be happening if we were doing what God said to do. We bring so much trouble upon ourselves. When we do our own thing as opposed to what God wants us to do. We're always doing our own thing. We're always doing what we feel and what we think. And we don't realize when we operate like that, we're saying, Is it because there is no God why I'm doing my own thing? Is it because there's no God why I'm making the decision that I'm making? Is it because there's no God why I'm doing the things that I'm doing? Is it because of that? Because if there was no God, then it will make sense. If there was no God, it would make sense that I got to use my own understanding and my own intellect. I got to inquire of myself because there's no God. But God wants to know this morning, uh, is it because there is no God uh, why we do what we do? Uh, Is it because there's no God why we live the way we live? We're not safe doing our own thing. I don't know how we we deal with that in our mind, do our own thing, but then when things get out of whack and things are out of ho- or order and we get sick, then we call upon the Lord. I wonder how we make all of that work where I'm just going to do what I have to do. And then when it don't work out, we have the nerve and the audacity to go to God and say, God, I need your help. How do we work that out in our minds? I'm just going to do my thing, but if it don't go right, then I'll go to God. How does that work? How often you tell somebody something, here is what is going on, and here's what you need to do, your children, and you give them instruction, and they decide that they're going to do something different anyway. What do you do after a while? We're not safe doing our own thing. We can keep doing our own thing, but sooner or later it's going to catch up to us. No God-fearing person rebels outright all at once. No God-fearing person. No person that knows there's a God just totally rebel and just do just the, the worst things all at once. No, we start doing a little bit at a time. We start doing a little bit at a time. I was talking to someone and they said, how can people backslide and do that. I said, ah, be quiet. You don't understand how life works. Nobody wake up trying to do wrong every day. It's just things start happening and we start little by little doing our own thing because of our experiences, because of our hurt, because of our emotion. We say, well, I think I can do it this way. And you do your little thing there and it wasn't so bad. And you do your little thing here. But if you keep on doing little bit at a time your own thing, after a while you'll find yourself in a place where you're saying, how did I get here? How am I here? What am I doing? How am I so far away from God and I'm not a bad person? I know you're not a bad person. But you kept doing a little bit of your thing at a time. Little at a time you do your own thing. Little at a time you do your own thing. Little at a time you do your own thing. And then you just one day look up and realize what in the world. Why am I here? I barely go to church now. I can't even lift my hands to praise God. I can't even tell somebody that God is good. I can't even act like a Christian the way I know I'm supposed to. Why? Because I kept doing my own thing a little bit at a time a little bit at a time and now I'm ashamed I'm embarrassed because where am I at now I shouldn't be in this position I shouldn't be in this position how did I get here is it because there was no God why you was doing your own little thing your own little thing ain't nothing wrong with this can I tell you church we can we stop saying, I don't see what's wrong with this? You just said I you don't see what's wrong with it. Is it because there is no God why you're saying that? I don't see what's wrong with this. Okay. Then go check if there's a God and ask him, What do you think about this, God? But we're making these decisions like, oh, I don't see what's wrong with this. This ain't hurting nobody. I don't see why this is necessary. Okay, is it because there is no God Why you're operating like that? Amen. We get to the place where we're always trying to justify stuff. I just will tell you flat out, I'm wrong in this and I need to get it together. That's how we need to talk to ourselves uh, when it comes down to our decision making. Uh, when it comes down to the things of God, we can't operate uh, like there is no God. Uh, We've got to say, God, uh, I see what I'm doing, uh, and that ain't right, uh, and I know I'm not pleasing you. Uh, but I pray that you will deliver me uh, and forgive me uh, and save me because I know what I'm doing ain't right. But you're going to justify it. You don't know what they did to me. You're going to justify it. You, you never been through this. You, you, you never walked in my shoes. You don't understand the stuff that i got to deal with. And we say all these things about all the things that we've experienced. So we justify our behavior. You don't understand. And all the Creator of heaven and earth the almighty is saying is it because I don't exist why you're living the way you're living is it because I don't talk why you're doing what you're doing is it because I don't do anything why you're doing the way you're doing God wants to know our behavior is it because he doesn't exist he wants to know Is it because there's no God? So Ahaziah was now way out of the will of God. He was doing his own thing because he kept doing a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And so now he's not even in the will of God. He's so far away from God that he he is just in a bad state, doing his thing a little bit at a time. And so now he's out there doing his own thing. So when he fell sick, he sent messengers to go and inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron, whether he will recover from his sickness. Huh. You know that God of Ekron, Beelzebub, he is the god of flies. I don't know if he calls flies to come or he calls flies to leave, but he's the God of flies. And we laugh about that, but as I'm preparing this, God just spoke it in my spirit again. Just give me just this impression in my heart to say, and you all have been making a whole lot of God. It might not be a God of flies, but y'all got a God of hair. You got a God of clothes. You got a God of money. You got a God of everything because you haven't come to me and checked with me. You've been operating like I don't exist. So while we laughing at them and says, how in the world are they going to go to a, a god of flies, uh, some object that, that, that is just irrelevant and, and can't do anything. But they go to this object and say, am I going to live? Is this disease going to go from me? But here's how the wild part goes. Here's the story. You don't realize when you keep doing a little bit at a time, little bit at a time, little bit at a time, and it gets bad. You want to believe you have the consciousness or the right mindset to go back to do the right thing. That's where you got tricked. You keep doing that thing, your own thing, long enough even when you're in a bad state, you're going to still find yourself doing the same thing. Listen to yourself. Doing your own thing. Because we do it so long that we can't break it anymore. And we justify it. And so we're going to go to all kind of idol gods looking for answers because we started doing it. And we've done it for so long that we're saying, Oh my God, how did I find myself here? How is it possible that I'm asking some crazy person that I don't even know. How is it possible that I'm going to people that I can tell ain't living right but I'm going to them for answers? How is that possible? Let me put this in on you. Here's something else because I just felt God taking me in this message. Here is something you got to think about. We don't go to God or the man of God for instructions and for directions a lot of times because we kind of know the answer we will get. I'm going to tell you what God is telling me, so hear me. So instead of we come to church and say, let me talk to the man of God, Instead of we go and pray and say, let me seek God. You know what we do? We said, nah, 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 because they ain't never going to tell you something good. They ain't never going to say what's right. They they always going to say no to stuff. They always going to tell you no. They always going to say something about what you're trying to say. And so we don't go to the man of God and we don't go to God with our situations because we already put into our mind saying they always saying the wrong thing. They always telling us what we don't need to know. They always telling us stuff that that, that is contrary to what we want. So you don't go. Yeah, you don't go because you've already figured Mm-mm, they're not going to say what I want them to say. And so if they're not going to say what I want them to say, what's the sense of going to talk to them? And so what the Lord has just impressed upon me is when, when 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 you start doing that you you get to a position now of saying I ain't talking to them. And that's how you end up is it because there's no God? Is it because there's no God? Have you abandoned going to God because you don't want to hear the answer? And so now you operate like there is no God because the answer that you know God will give you, you don't want it. You don't like it, so you just don't go to God. Uh-huh. And 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 we can make up all kind of stuff. Yeah, he don't like me. Oh, come on, I'm going to help you this morning. Yeah, he kind of got some kind of issue with me. You're only saying that because what you want, you won't get it. Stop saying the person got an issue with you. What you want, you won't get it. And God is the one that's trying to take care of you. God is the one that's trying to protect you. But you know what you do? You turn it around. Yeah, they got some issue with me, so I'm not going to them. I ain't got no issue with nobody in here. Cause I'm afraid of God. My, 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 my issue that I have is God, not y'all. Because I already know how God operate, And if I ever make y'all an issue, God going to whip my tail so bad, I'm just going to look stupid. Yeah. So I already know, I better just treat y'all real good. The day I can't treat y'all real good, I'm just going to put this thing down and just be done with it. Because I know what God does. God loved Moses to the... I mean, he loved him to Moses. Moses was the only one that experienced the, 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 the glory of God. But when Moses got all worked up with the people he said come on mo you're coming home now come on come on i love you son but but you getting all worked up with my people i died for them not you and and so now i don't need you i don't need you leading them no more because you're not you're not going to treat my people the way i I, differently from the way i treat them so he called moses home moses died before his time oh yeah he, he was not weak eyes was not dim he was still strong he died before his time because he mistreated god's people he disobeyed god So I've read that, I've read that time and time again, so I know I better not mistreat y'all. But if you don't want to come and you're saying, oh, he got an issue with me, you don't want to hear from God. You want to know and you want to hear what you want. And when you come and the word of God come to you and say, thus saith the Lord, you can't accept that. So that's why you just shut down and said, I'm not going. That's why sometimes you don't come to church. You don't come to church because you don't want to hear. Because what you want, you know you won't get it. God will not say it's okay. And so because God's not going to say it's okay, he's going to avoid God altogether. I'm going to avoid God's servant, and I'm going to avoid God. Because God not God's not telling me what I want. Mm. Is it because there is no God? God of flies and so we have created all kind of crazy gods in our life God of video games God of entertainment God of immorality God of hair oh we can go on and on and on you know some of y'all spend a whole lot of time on hair I mean lots of time on hair uh huh but we have all kind of gods. We just don't want we just don't want to it's just not in the Bible like some of these things. So to us, oh no, it's not a God. Yeah it is. If God had to really say what it is to you and, and break break your heart, he would tell you, yeah, that's a god to you. hmm Exodus chapter twenty verse three says this thou shalt have no other gods before me we forgetting that commandment God said thou shalt have no other gods before me we must know who the true and living God is and we can't allow anything to get in our way and become a substitute in God's stead we have to know that God is the almighty and there is none besides him God almighty is the true and living God he is the creator and sustainer of the universe and has provided Provided mankind with a revelation of himself as the man Christ Jesus. He is the only true and living God. He is the only wise God. He is the only all-powerful God. He is the only all-knowing God. He is the only all-present God. He is the only holy God. He is the only righteous God. He is the only eternal God. He is the only all-loving God. He is the only truthful God. And He is the only God of wisdom. And He is our Savior. And besides Him, all of the gods are idols. We can't allow anything. To be more important to us than God Amen. not even your job I know it's a tight rope but I've walked it so I can talk it we can't make a, our jobs a God No, no 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 we can't make our job a God and I know here we go here we go here you go you know we gotta work We got to pay the bills. I didn't say anything against that because I got to work too. I got to pay my bills. But I make sure in my heart, in my mind, in my actions, I understand the position of my job. My job is not my profession. My job is what I do to earn a living. And that's as far as it goes. And it will never take the place mentally, emotionally, or any other way in my life like my desire and passion and love for Jesus Christ. Thank God for my job. I need a job to support my family. But I just know I have to put everything in perspective, Brother Bob. I have to make sure I understand and I know what it is that my job represents and what the Almighty God represents to me. Remember, I've experienced, I've experienced, Stacy. when I first came to God, I experienced, I was working three jobs. Three jobs. Yes, you heard the story before, but some people didn't hear it. <laughs> three jobs. I was working restaurant job, being a waiter, making good money. I was working on the turnpike, collecting tolls. And I was working the job that I'm working today. Um, in a call center. The job in the call center was paying me the lease. This was nineteen ninety-six. Seven dollars and twenty-five cents an hour is what it was paying me in the call center. The turnpike job was paying me more. The waiter job was just paying me a killer. I love the waiter job. But as I started falling in love with Jesus, look at how work. The waiter job, you got to work on holidays. Mother's Day is when you make your biggest money, so I have to be in, um, at, at work on Mother's Day, right? Um, the waiter job, I work in the evenings, okay? Um, the turnpike job, I had to work on the, on, on, on the uh, weekends. And so we had church Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturday, Sunday morning, and Sunday night. And as God started working on my heart and God started working in my life, I realized I needed to give more of my time to God. I had to quit two of the jobs and only keep one. The only job that allowed me to participate fully in God was the one that was paying me $7.25 an hour. That was the one. That's how I looked at it. I said, which one is going to afford me all the times I can spend with God? It was the one $7.25. I said, you got to be kidding me. I mean, That's not a decision to make. Some of y'all be like, please, I'm going keep my job. Mm. But at least you got a testimony from me. I kept the $7.25, got rid of the other ones. And since then, I've been promoted about six or seven times. I got my own schedules. I do what I want for the most part, manage my own schedule, manage my own thing, and I'm sure not making $7.25 an hour. What I'm making at that job, the other jobs put together could even pay me right now. But the point of me telling you all of that was, is there, is it because there's no God? I knew there was a God. I, 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 I connected with him. I realized he was real and I wanted him badly. I wanted to pursue him badly, Bob, and I want nothing to get my way, not even the job. And I said, God, I'm going to step out on faith. I know you'll take care of me. I know you'll provide for me. And when I stepped out, the promotions just wouldn't stop. I remember there was a time where I told my boss I'm getting ready to leave because I need to make more money. He says, how much you want? I'll give you a raise. My last raise, my last raise, my boss said to me, Wayne, we're going to Get you this. We're gonna add another contract to you, so you're gonna have these contracts. Um, how much you want as a raise? I went and did the research for what the position would pay and what I was getting paid. And I, the research said I needed to be, I needed to get a raise between fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. I went straight to him with a straight face. I said I need about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. He didn't flinch. You got it, Wayne. One raise. One raise. One raise. I think it was $17,000 raise. One raise. Why am I telling you that? Not to brag on nothing, but Jesus. Is there, is it because there's no God? And when I realized there was a God, I wouldn't let anything get in the way. So I'm not just talking to you today to make you, you that's just him. No, I wasn't always no preacher. No, I wasn't always having no microphone talking to people. No, I was just a person going to church. But I realized God was real. I started loving Him. I started knowing Him. And I wanted to get close to Him. And I would let nothing get into the way of me getting close to God. Is it because there's no God? You're making the decisions that you're making. I've made some decisions that I know wasn't good. But for the most part, most of my decision is because there is a God. There is a God. If you ask me today, I would love to travel the world. Traveling is probably one of my favorite things to do. I got two free vacations and can't even use them. No, I'm not giving it up. I can use it when it's time. I, I do. I got two free vacations. I'm just like, what am I going to use it? Why? Because there's a God. And I can't just go on vacation when I want. <laughs> I can't just get up and go as I please because I'm trying to please my God. I'm trying to live for him with everything that is in me. And so I can't just get up and go whenever I want. If you're going to get a relationship with God, you got to make decisions to say, what am I supposed to do, Lord? You can't just do what you want. You can't just do your own thing. Because God is going to say to you, is it because there is no God why you're doing that? That's what God's going to ask you. Is it because there's no God? Why you're doing that? Is it because there's no God? Why you don't pray? Is it because there's no God? Why you don't read your Bible? Is it because there's no God? Why you don't go to church? Because we're saying, ah, no big deal, it's no God. Because God won't accept the things that we're doing our own way. I know this is tough, but I got to preach to you what God wanted me to preach to you. As Ahaziah messengers set out to inquire of Beelzebub, the Lord sent the prophet Elijah to meet them and to say unto them, Is it not because there is not a God in Israel that you go to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? You don't understand. There's certain things as powerful as God is. The, the, the thing about God that you must know, He is loving. God loves you. God loves you. And when you choose some other form of God, and you choose to worship under any other God, you choose to go to any other God, God becomes hurt. He becomes upset. He's jealous of you. And He loves you so much that when you decide to go and do what you want, God is saying I am your creator. I am your sustainer. I love you and nobody loves you like I do. Why will you leave me and go someplace else? Why would you inquire of oh, oh God, help us today. And God loves you so much that he has a problem when you go someplace else for advice. You're getting advice. And you won't listen to God. And God is saying, I created you. I know everything about you. The very hair on your head, they're numbered. I keep the breath in your lungs. Every day you wake up is not by accident. It's not just the way it is. Oh no, I, you don't have to wake up tomorrow. We take God for granted like every day we wake up. That's just how things are. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. Will you? Will you wake up tomorrow? God is jealous and angry when we seek out ungodly ways for answers, directions, uh, and solutions. Uh, We want solutions. We want answers. We want direction. We want God to provide something. But yet we won't go to God because we don't like the answer we think we're going to get from God. Man, if God loves you, whether you like the answer or not, it's the right answer. I know you might not like the answer, but He loves you and He wants the best for you. So the answer might not feel good, might not be what you want, but all God is thinking about is one day. If you just trust me and follow me, one day we're going to finally be together and be together forever where there will be no more crying and no more dying and no more sorrows and no more pain. One day it's going to happen and everything I tell you is so we can have that reunion, is so we can have that meeting, is so we can spend all eternity together. I'm going to give you the right answers every time. It might not be the answer you want or the answer you you like but it will be the right answer for you every time every time we can't worry about what we don't like God will not tolerate us giving honor to the devil you want to get God ticked off go give honor to Satan like I remember God got a little upset with Job and he said to Job where were you when I stretched forth the heavens and the earth, I said, oh, snap, God is getting upset. Every time I read Job chapter 38, I said, oh, Lord, if God ever want to rub in our face, we will just be ashamed because of the things that God has done for us and how we have treated him. If God ever begins to let you know all that he's done, what are you going to say? You will stand there with your mouth open like, oh, man, my bad. trust me. The stuff that God has done for us in the background, behind the scenes, the stuff that God is doing for you, if he ever would have revealed it to you, you would have been, you would just be in tears, bawling. Because only you know what you got through. Only you know what you've been through. Only you know what you experienced. Only you know the hurt. Only you know. But God had the story. He knows the whole story. You only know the part of the story that you can see. But God knows the whole story. He knows where it started. He knows what happened. He knows who's responsible for it. And you don't. And if you will trust Him, then you will know all the answers from God. They're right. And they're good for you. God knows. God knows. We need to trust Him. He will not tolerate us going to the devil. He created the devil, He created everything. And how dare us go to something that wasn't. The devil is not even as. Listen, angels and us are different. God created us in His image. He didn't create angels in His image. He created us in His image. He loves us and we're different. Huh. Because Ahaziah behaved like the Almighty God didn't exist. Listen to this. I'm finishing up here. Because Ahaziah behaved like the Almighty God did not exist. God did not save him from his sickness. Uh-huh. Go and look at the text. God never healed him. We know God is the healer, yes? Why didn't God heal him? Hmm. If you want to live like God, don't exist. You're going to die like God don't exist. If you want to live like God don't exist, this is why preachers can't put nobody in heaven at the funeral. Uh, No, no, no. I don't care what the preacher said. If you live like God don't exist, when you die, you're going to die like God don't exist and it's Scariest thing about it is when you die then you're going to realize God do exist and it's going to be too late because there ain't nothing we can do once we open our eyes in hell. There is nothing we can do about it but just say oh my God and that's when you get down on your knee and the Bible says every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess and if we live like there is no God we're going to leave here like there is no God and when we open our eyes in hell we're going to bow down and cry out to God but it's going to be too late because if we live like there is no God we're going to die like there is no God we're going to die like there's no God you can't live however you want and then when you die you get to heaven God just showed us God is going to show us little things at a time. Ahaziah did not get healed. Listen to me. When, When Ahaziah got sick, he sent messengers to go inquire to this false god. This god of flies. Right? And so as his messengers were going to go inquire, the prophet of God, the man of God, Elijah, stopped them and said, Where are you going? They told him. He said, Listen. Your king that's sick, he's laying in the bed right now, he's not coming down out the bed. He's going to die. So you go back and you tell him that he won't even make it off the bed. He's going to die. I thought God was a healer. Why didn't God just heal him? Because he decided to live like, is there no God? God asked about that earlier. And here is, here's the thing. He had a chance to say to God, forgive me. When the messengers came back and gave the message, he could have said, oh, God, forgive me. There was a man named Hezekiah, king. He got sick, and he was about to die. And he turned to God, and he began to pray. God, remember me. God, I did this, I did that. Remember me, God. And when he got through praying, God says, I remember you, 15 more years. You're going to live 15 more years, 15 more years. God, god gave that man 15 more years because when he realized the situation, he turned to God. This joker right here realized the situation was not good. He went to a, a false God. And then when he got checked and said, what are you doing? He kept going. Ask yourself you're here in this place today, you're getting checked. What are you going to do? Keep going? Is there because there's no God? Because however you decide to keep going is how it's going to all play out in your life. And when the funeral happened, can't nobody put you in heaven. You're going to already be where you're supposed to be. God don't put nobody in heaven, and God don't put nobody in hell. Your life that you live determines where you will spend eternity. And so if you live your life like there is a God, then guess what? You will just enter in. If you live your life like there's no God because you're making all your decisions how you want to live, then don't expect to enter in to the pearly gates. We can't live like God don't exist and expect for everything to work. Listen to me. If you need deliverance, there is a God. If you need healing, there is a God. If you need direction, there is a God. If you need provision, there is a God. If you need salvation, there is a God. Whatever you need, there is a God. God sent me by here to tell you, don't you be like Ahaziah that lived his life like there was no God and kept on going to Demonic things for answers and people that can't help them. But go to the true and living God and say, God, what must I do? You can't worry about God's answer. Don't, don't, don't ignore God. Don't, don't, don't abandon going to God because you don't like the answer you think you're going to get. If we will call upon the Lord, He will respond. As a matter of fact, let me give you this one little thing that can add in for you. So when you do it, you will get to experience God. When you pray, take your time and talk to God. And when you're done talking to God, be quiet and keep sitting there. Don't you get up and go. Don't you get up and go. That is is not prayer. That is you ordering God. When you sit down, kneel down, or stand up to pray, and you pray, God, you are a great God. Bless me, bless my family, God. I need financial prosperity because I'm struggling financially. God, I need uh, my kids to be in order, and you drop all those things on God in Jesus' name, and then you get up. Tell me, tell me, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Yeah, you, yeah, is it because there's no God? And you just went through a just some kind of ritualistic, religious thing. Because that's what you just did. But if you sit there, you begin to ask him questions. Sit there. He will give you answers. But because we want to get up and go all the time, we never get to hear from God. And it's not because God is not trying to talk to us. It's because we never want to hear from him. We just want to tell him what we want. And then you go ahead and do it now. God, I got to go. Is it because... There is no God while we operate the way we do. Acts chapter 16. Here's my last scripture. Stand with me. Acts chapter 16. Last scripture. Here's how you do it. If you needed an example of how you do it, here's how you do it. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto who? At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises, not unto Beelzebub, the god of flies, not unto the king, Not unto the jailer, the one that was keeping the jail. It said they sang, they prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. (laughs) Trying to help you this morning. The prisoners heard them. So it meant that they wasn't doing this. We feel like it's hard to open our mouth and pray. Y'all only let the preacher pray loud and a couple other people. Y'all figure, I ain't gonna pray loud. Let's go back to this. It said that Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. The silent treatment to God is not always the best way. I know we can read minds, And I know sometimes you can pray quietly, but there's a time where you can't be ashamed of God you got to open up your mouth and you got to say it you got to open up your mouth and cry out to god you got to open up your mouth and just begin to speak where it can be heard not because god can hear you if you speak low but because your faith and because your trust and your confidence in god and because of your passion that you're saying god you are amazing you are wonderful god if we are ever going to get out of this situation we will never get out of except for you intervening. Now, God, we give you praise because you can do whatever you want. If we get out of jail, we get out. But if we don't get out, so be it. But we trust you and we going to praise you and we going to honor you. I remember when the three Hebrew boys, they was get ready to be thrown in the fire and the king says, Turn up that thing, that furnace, real high, double the time, and throw them in. And the three Hebrew boys said, It doesn't matter. We're not bowing down to nobody but God Almighty, if you throw us in it, you throw us in it. But bless God, we're going in. They threw them in. The people that threw them in got burned. And they walked in the fire. Never got burned. When you pray unto God, when you worship unto God when you praise unto God it changes everything but we have to begin to pray unto God to praise unto God verse 26 says and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and every man's everyone bands were loose why Because they prayed and praised unto God. Is it because there is no God while we believe and do the things that we do? Or we're going to know that there is a God and begin to praise him and begin to worship him. And begin to pray unto him and listen for his instruction. Are we going to do that? Will we begin to do that? Or we're going to live like there is no God. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Where do you go from here now? Where do we go from here? Are we going to change and begin to just forget about it and not be embarrassed, but just give God the honor and the praise? Not be embarrassed and really just pray. Not be embarrassed and give our life to God. We struggle with giving our life to God. I tell people all the time, listen, you can't keep yourself safe. We like to say, I think foreigners like to say this a lot. And I can talk about foreigners. I can talk about foreigners. But here, here's Foreigners. I'm not ready yet because I don't want to backslide. We call it foreign to say, I don't want to turn back. So when you, when, when God moving, on on, oh, I, I, I'm just waiting to get right because I don't want to. This is what you're saying in case you didn't understand what you're saying. What you're saying is once I give my life to God, I am able and capable of keeping myself saved. You never thought about it like that, huh? That's what you're telling God when God speaks to your heart and you say, I'm just not, I don't think I'm ready because I I don't know if I can stay faithful to God. I I might backslide. Listen, God is the one that's going to keep you. All you need to do is obey God. We have to stop analyzing God's stuff. We analyzing God's stuff, brother Bob, like, okay, I'll do this. But no, once you step into the kingdom, it's a whole different ball game. You can't analyze God's stuff. You can't do. Listen, I get paid to think. I get paid to come up with strategic planning and all. I get paid for that. And when I'm when i done with that, and I started it, I better leave that at the door. Because in the kingdom of God, the two don't go together. Because God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the all-knowing God. So when you step into the kingdom, you have to just now trust God to do what He is going to do. You can't psychoanalyze God. You can't try to think of three and four steps ahead of God. You can't. Not God. You can do it on your job. You can do it running your house. You can do it in your, whatever you do outside of God. Yes, it's good to stay three and four steps ahead because you can figure it out. Not with God. All God wants you to do, obey and don't worry about any results. Results is up to God. It's never up to us. We always think we can, we can't touch results. We have the responsibility to either obey or disobey. But the results is up to God. But somehow, we've always tried to make the result come in our favor. Can we just settle this right now? Whatever God wants you to do, the result will come in your favor. Just not the way you expect it. (laughs) Let's, Let's just fix that right now. Anything God asks you to do, the result will come in your favor. Just not the way you are going to think it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, Whatever God asks you, the result will come back in your favor. So stop trying to worry about what if this and what if that. The result will be in your favor. So you don't have to worry about what will happen. All you have to do is just do what God says. If you're here today and you've never given your life to God, you need to do it. And stop worrying about next week and then stop worrying about tomorrow and what you need to do or can't do. You just need to do that today. If you're here and and you're going through something and, and you're struggling with decisions, you need to talk to God about it. You need to step out of your pew and step out of your chair, wherever, and just talk to God about it. Whatever it is, you have to go to God because if you leave today, you're acting like this king that God said to him. Are you doing that because there's no God? And if you walk out of here today and never check in with God before we leave this place, Just understand, God is saying to you, okay, I guess um, you like the king. You don't really think there's a God. So you're just going to do your thing, huh? Okay. Somebody, listen to the word of God today. Trust God today. Why don't we go to God in prayer right now? Whatever it is that God wants you to do, why don't you do it? Why don't you obey the word of God? Why don't you trust God today? Father, in the name of Jesus, God, oftentimes we negate to come to you and we don't come Lord God, because just out of her, our humanity, we're afraid for what you will say. We want what we want. And when we come to you, Lord, and you tell us differently, we get so distracted and so disappointed That, Lord, we've developed a habit in ourselves that we don't come to you because we don't want to hear what you have to say. God, forgive us for that's ignorant. Forgive us for our ignorance. That's ignorance, God. It's ignorant to not want to come to you and just trust that whatever you say, we're going to be all right. So I pray and ask that you will forgive us of our sins today. I pray that you will deliver us from our ignorance today. I pray, Almighty God, that today you will heal us, heal our heart, Lord God. Will you pour into us healing virtue today, Lord God? Will you mend our broken heart today, Lord God? For, Lord, the only way we're going to be able to make it is by you, is by trusting you, is by surrendering to you and obeying you. And so, God, today we yield and say, have your way. Lord, we know that there is a God. There is only one God, and His name is Jesus. There's only one Savior. There's only one Father. And Lord, we know who You are. So Lord, we're not saying there's no God. We know You exist, and You're all powerful and knowing. And oh God, You're all present. And Lord, You're all full of wisdom. Lord, today we've come to say forgive us. And Lord, the things that we are struggling with, we're challenged with, Lord God, we bring them to you. You said to cast all of our cares upon you. And so today we cast our cares upon you. We cast our cares of hurt, Lord God. We cast our cares of disappointment upon you, Lord. We cast our cares of financial struggle upon you. We cast our cares of fractured relationships upon you and we ask that you will give us wisdom that we may do our part that is right and pleasing unto you we cast our cares lord god upon you of all the things lord jesus that has been a distraction to us now god i pray that you'll remove all the obstacles out of our way lord god that we can move oh god towards you and that we can move in your purpose lord god today i pray for each and every person under the side. of My voice, Lord God, to experience, oh God, instruction from you, uh, to experience deliverance, to experience, Lord God, uh, transformation and renewing of their mind. I pray today, Lord God, that we will not leave this place, Lord Jesus, uh, without a special touch from you, oh God, uh, without, Lord God, uh, the fear of God gripping us, uh, and without us, God, uh, trusting you in the name of Jesus. Somebody call on the name of the Lord. When the men of God were in the prison, they prayed. And they open their mouth. Will you open your mouth now and pray? Will you open your mouth and call on the name of the Lord? Will you open your mouth and give Him honor? Will you open your mouth and praise Him? Will you open your mouth and cry out to Him and know that God hears you and He will respond to you? Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Somebody open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Call on the name of the Lord. What do you need today? God says, I'm here. What do you need? For I'm your God, and I want you to not go any place else. Come to me. I'm the one that loves you. I'm the one that created you. I'm the one that cares for you. I'm the one that is protecting you. You, uh, will you come to me? Uh, I have your best interests at hand. Uh, I have good thoughts towards you. Uh, will you come to the Lord today uh, and just lay upon Him uh, the things that you have concerns with, uh, the cares of life that you're dealing with, uh, the struggles that you have, uh, the hurt that you're experiencing? Uh, God says, will you cast all those cares upon Him uh, because He careth uh, in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus. Uh, In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh bless the Lord of my soul. Oh bless the Lord of my soul. Uh, Come on somebody. Let the Lord have His way. Uh, Listen to the voice of God today. Uh, Respond to the voice of God today. Uh, Respond to the word of God today. Uh, And let God lead you. Let God guide you. Surrender to the Lord today. Whatever it is that God is telling you, will you do it? Whatever it is that God is showing you, will you go? Let God be God in your life. Let him reign in your life. Let him reign in your life. Let him lead you in the path of righteousness. Oh, Father, we thank you. We adore you. We praise you. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. We thank You for Your mercy. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. 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 Oh Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank You. Jesus, we thank You. Oh, you are so wonderful. You're so kind. You're so wonderful. You're so kind. Oh, oh, oh. his word is like medicine to our soul. Oh. oh, my God. Your touch, Lord God, is so, oh God, wonderful when you touch us. Your peace is amazing, Lord God, and the joy that you have filled, filled our soul with. Lord, we thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, strengthen your people today. As we go from this place, we pray the hand of God will be upon us. And Lord God, that we will not look to the